Let's go to Tony in Boxburg, first in line on phone line traffic. Good morning, Tony. Morning, how are you? I'm good at you, Tony, Tony, Tony. Uh, I am good, then. Mm. Mm. I just want to comment on the big brutalizer thing. Yeah. Yes. So I work as a, as a manager where I was. So this is what they do. They've mm. got all this medication that have got alcohol in it. So they'll get high, they'll drink the alcohol medication and tell you, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sick. So <laughs> basically, <laughs> those medications have got alcohol in it. When you, you test it, even yourself, when you are not even drunk, like an adult spray, when you sure. spray that thing, uh. as soon as you take a test, it's going to uh, tell you you are drunk or something like that. Sure, So sure. either way, yeah, they always have things to bring all this time. So every time, I've got a case today for a guy who came under the influence last week. So it's always the case. Was it a, was it a Monday when he came to work under the it influence? It was on Monday. <laughs> it was on Monday or night shift. So the guy had the whole entire day yeah, to relax. Yeah, yeah. He was busy drinking, but he was coming to work the, the later. Uh, oh, that my evening. goodness. All right. Oh my goodness! I I wonder if the same would could be said for these cannabis products. You know, I know people who use cannabis drops for maybe insomnia, and I wonder if you get that swab if it would say that you are under the influence or not. Sure, and I mean honestly, guys, we we have colleagues in different work environments which yeah. come to work drunk, high. I mean, and we know sometimes yeah. you know you've got that colleague; they're always reeking of alcohol. Huh? Yeah. And and sometimes it's to the detriment of the group or the collective yes. or the department because yes. they let everyone down because half the time they're drunk. Yeah. Now, you know, it's all good to bring breathalyzers in and whatever, but what, what is your role as a colleague in that setup? Sure. Huh? Uh, yeah, no, let me not say anything. Oh, why not? <laughs> Were you about to name drop? Let's go to uh, Togoza because Babs is on the line. Now, Babs, you're becoming a regular. I'm worried. Are, are, you, are, you, are you failing to live without us? Am I failing to? You are failing to live without us, no? Ah, Nintendo Ranchani, Nintendo Nogamaka. Oh, we are more. We are more. Mola, Mola, Mchana. Right, no, no. Oh, but Nana. Oh, it's such a beautiful Tuesday. Langa, they are Puma, by the way. Yeah, Malpuma, then. Yeah, they are Puma, never you land next to my room. Imagine you have one of you arranging, yeah. Anyway, um, guys, this morning I want to send a big shout up mm. to my ex. Yar, young Tina, young Tina, young Tina. So we broke up last year, and then Masugana because I was big, ne, big in school, and then because his excuse was me pulling me back, I'm like, oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> and then I work on myself, ngabuya. Then we are managing with my seventy something, and then he's sexy like that. Every day, every after three days, he literally rises out of nowhere with a different 060068 number telling me how much he misses me. I'm like, guys, I'll make that nice. So he's got no okay. chance of getting of getting you back. He's got no chance of worming his way back into your life. There we go. And nothing wrong with that. No. You know, with this love back thing, is there even a formula for love backs? No, there isn't. Hmm? No. Because it's always about the heart. And often we listen to the heart and, and not the mind in such cases. No, except when you're Pearl Shongwe. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. What, your heart is made of steel? Mind over heart. <laughs> Please. Well, mm. You. <laughs> it is Ayanda Gia with The Sun on Metro FM. Good morning. It's the morning flavor. We'll take more calls, phone line traffic. Anyone want to share anything with us? Call us now. Right, well, coming up after seven, we have a massive song on standby for you. It's Justin Bieber.
with sorry. That is the sing-along song for the morning. And we know you're going to sing along because, I mean, why not? So brace yourself for the sing-along on the morning flavor straight after the news at 7. So earlier on, we were talking about fake news and how it all comes about, how it manifests. And is it as organized as it appears when you look at how it snowballs? Well, joining us on the line is Sarah Hoffman from the Digital Law Clinic. Uh, They provide advice, some guidance and education in the field of digital media. And of course, uh, we just want to get some perspective on this uh, wave of fake news at the moment. Good morning, Sarah. Morning. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a it's an absolute pleasure. But also, when we look at fake news, I mean, is it is it organized? Do, do we have people that sit in groups and put the stuff together and have a strategy behind it? You know, I think the definition of fake news is really broad, and it can be organized, or it can, you know, when we look at some of the content we saw around the American elections, it was certainly, I think, a very engineered. Behind that, that's what people are saying. But you know, when we look at, if you want to use the term fake news. Okay, Sarah, we're losing you on the line there. I don't know if uh, maybe you need to move around or hold still. Okay, let me try something else. I mean, one minute, please. Okay, maybe that room will work better. So, yes, uh, we've seen some examples. Yes, so um, I was saying, you know. You know, you were asking about whether fake news is organized or mm. whether it's, you know, coincidental. I think in this post-truth era, fake news is a really wide definition. We, you know, it certainly can be something that is, is very um, intentional. When we look at the content that we saw, for example, around um, the build-up to the last American election, you know, and what people are saying is that it was certainly the content we are seeing was certainly engineered to some extent. However, you know, if we want to see some of the content we're seeing at the moment, um, you know, a lot of the content around the hashtag next. now, we, may, we might not call that fake news um, as much as there's certainly some content, I would say, being posted where the people posting the content are not taking steps to accurately verify the truth mm. or accuracy of that information. Mm-hmm. And, and let's talk about uh, the accuracy of information because I would imagine that uh, all this news will have an impact on whoever's on social media, on society, on those of us who read the stuff, watch the videos and believe it or not. What is the desired intent here? Absolutely. So, so I mean, I think it really does come down to being a little bit responsible when you click share, when you click click publish. And, you know, in the age of social media, we all have a voice. Everybody is a journalist, essentially. And, um, you know, I think it's very tempting to click share, click like, if we, if, we have, if we come across something that we think is worth sharing, is worth spreading the word. Um, but we do all need to start adopting the principles of becoming more responsible journalists because we all have a voice in social media. Mm. So we need to take steps like looking at whether this could possibly be a little bit too sensationalist. Are the main newspapers carrying it? Is it a sensationalist story? Is it it published on some random place without much in the way of verification? Mm. Because if not, you know, there could be serious consequences in simply sharing a story like that. 
And Sarah, speaking of consequences, it brings me to my next question. So we've seen with bigger corporations like the Bar Pottinger company that was spreading this uh, propaganda in South Africa through organized fake news, essentially. But what are the consequences that individuals can face? Uh, So, you know, there's obviously... um, to the extent that the news is untrue and has the effect of harming a reputation, there are clearly um, reputational consequences, so just defamation. Um, one might face a, a, a defamation lawsuit. Um, if, an indiv- if it's an individual who's been the subject of fake news, um, they could have a charge of criminalia, which is an infringement of dignity, mm-hmm. possibly even action under the protection from harassment Act. I think that the biggest, in terms of legal consequences, the big one we're seeing would be defamation because so often when it comes to fake news, there's real, um, they're, they're real harm suffered, often financial harm, certainly reputational harm. Mm-hmm. Sarah, we'll leave it there for now, but I think it's important to take stock of where we are, careful about sharing things that are not verified, yes. and of course, verify the sources of that information. Sarah Hoffman from the Digital Law Clinic on Fake News. In fact, I, I saw a tweet here as well from Faith Mancha, uh, at Manchidi saying, I was very upset when people were causing havoc about videos and news about strikes and xenophobic attacks. I was amazed at how people believed those and spread those very fast on mm. days when nothing was actually happening. Yeah. We'll go to Jan in Pretoria. Jan, good morning. Hi, Mo in the family. How are you? Very well, Jan. What do you want to say? Good man. I'm just uh, a little bit upset with... Uh, there's certainly news of kids and women killed mm. day by day. Mm. And most of the time I hear about longer sentences or harsher sentences, mm. which involves you and I to end up feeding the same individuals with our tax money within uh, prison halls. Mm. Currently I'm saying it's about the country to change the system in terms of our justice system. Mm. We should go for an eye for an eye. Hmm. Victims should be the ones who are looking at the punishment, which is one which one is fair mm-hmm. to them, not the court to decide in terms of three years when you are raped. The person who has been victimized should be the one who has to choose which punishment is hmm. better for the, 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 the perpetrator. Can I just jump in because there? Of, uh, can I jump in there and ask you what if the, the victim is no longer alive? Who then makes that if, decision? If if I'm entertaining your idea, of course. That's why I'm saying an eye for an eye. A family, if they lose a family member, hmm. they are the ones who must be saying that if they believe that this person must be also be removed from the society because of the perpetrator decided, I don't care either it's my brother, your brother, or any other of my family member. Uh, we have to make those decisions at the end of the day. Hmm. I'm sick and tired of hearing every president that they come uh, mentioning the same thing, harsher sentences. Yeah, because we what is what what is that at the end of the day? What is what is harsher punishment? Yeah, I just like to say, I mean, what if the person or the the, uh, the person was a minor? And then the family is emotionally charged, and they would want a harsher sentence that may be, you know, just a child being knocked over or something like that. You know, it's it's difficult to say. It's, the law ha- is blind to it's supposed to be just and serve the people. And obviously, there is uh, laws put in place to serve all those those cases. So let's hope that it doesn't get out of hand. Eye for an eye is harsh, but sometimes is needed, depending yeah. on the case. I mean, here's this guy. All right, Nicholas Ninao. Right, he's in the dock at the moment. Yes. He's all over the news yes. yeah. for raping a, a, a young a young child. And I mean, w- what should happen to him, for example? I mean, I'm not one to to make that call, but I'm just saying as an example to say in cases like that, 
I think the rage within society mm. becomes then almost justified in a way to say, well, if we have such people in society, let's remove them. Yeah. Uh, of course, we have a constitution. There's a right to life. Answer, everyone yeah. has a right to life. Mm. And everyone includes uh, the criminals as well. So uh, it's still uh, out on that one. The jury is still out on that. And I suppose it's not a conversation that is going to end now. Nope. It won't. Yeah. All right, Jan, we appreciate that phone call. At a 7 o'clock, we'll get into the news. And straight after the news, kids give the best answers. So we're going to take calls after 7 from the kids. And uh, we want to know something. Do you know what jobs your parents do? Your parents or your guardians or anyone that is looking after you. All right. So if you're a kid listening to the show, what do your parents or your guardians do? 089-110-3377. Do you have any idea what they do for a living? They drop you off at school every morning or they come back late from work. But do you ever wonder what they do? Do you know? Uh, we'll hear from you shortly and we'll take your calls. It is seven. Time for news.